Hey there, it's Lucas Catton. Welcome back. Just a quick note before this episode begins. The first 23 episodes of my podcast were called Support for Guys. And the meaning for that was to encourage more meaningful conversation and deeper connections among men in a judgment-free space and certainly tried to provide that. And over time, though, I continued to realize that my ultimate purpose is to help people in general to find more meaning and fulfillment in their lives. And so I've changed the name to Finding Your Way because that's not only what I'm doing, but what I'm also attempting to assist other people to do with their lives. And so I continue to carry on the message of support for guys, but definitely many of the listeners, possibly even more than 50% of the listeners have been female and the feedback has been as well. So I didn't want to exclude them or you if you happen to be a woman listening. So thank you so much for your time. I hope you enjoy this older episode and check out some of the newer ones coming up. Hey there, this is Lucas Catton. And this is the fifth episode of the Support for Guys podcast. And I was working on quite a few things today, and um, it, it hit me on on a, on a few different levels. That once again, it is September, <laughs> and uh, September in in the industries that I've been working in for for going on twenty years now is significant because it is National Recovery Month, and the definition of that has has changed over time. It was kind of Early on, it was really about uh, substance abuse, substance use disorder stuff, and it has grown to include much more mental health stuff. And really, beyond that is is where I think that the the definition of recovery will continue to go. And I just did a, a short video talking about this, and I've talked about you know there's there's more than one way to recover. Uh, talking about in support of recovery month, and and that really we're all recovering from something at some point in time. And, and I really believe that I, I continue to experience that myself. There are times where I'm recovering from something and it doesn't have to be some major permanent issue. And at the same time it can, and there's, um, you know, working in the, in the treatment field specifically for substance use disorders for so long and, and so many co co-occurring issues that people face that, that I see uh, as a non-clinician, I'm not a treatment professional in that regard, uh, but have, have worked in the industry long enough and with, a, with enough programs and therapists and doctors and you name it to, to feel like I have a good grasp on, on things, on trends, on um, you know, what, are, what are current considered current best practices, what are some of the things that are coming down the pike, what are some of the things that aren't working, and what are... What are things that when you when you really toss it all into one big pot, um, honestly, it's all valid because nothing works for everybody. And at the same time, there probably is someone out there that that a particular method is, is going to work for, whether it be treatment, whether it be uh, some kind of counseling or medication, um, going on vacation, moving, change of environment you know, new relationship, repairing relationships, um, career coaching, reading, um, you know, somebody who's illiterate, uh, maybe, maybe becoming, uh, becoming literate, learning how to read and, and studying up on things, spirituality, 
religious aspects. There's the list goes on and on and on forever. And, and my point is, is that looking at recovery month and, and looking at all the things that people are recovering from at times, it, it reminds me that, you know, not to, not to quickly judge people for things in life, because as we, you know, as we go through and we experience uh, life as a whole, and we look and interact with other people, we may not always understand what someone else is going through. Somebody else might have a really shitty day, or they could be having a very difficult time, or they're going through something personally, and they may cut us off in traffic, or they may not smile back or wave, or they may be a little bit rude at some point, or snap back at work, or whatever. There, there might be things. And our tendency is typically to first take that personally, Second, to to harshly criticize or judge them, uh, and then third, hold it hold it against them, maybe ongoing or longer term, instead of realizing that it's often a fleeting moment. But really, kind of beyond that is is I think that that should be an indication of what is something that we can possibly help that person with. And there's there's been some things for me recently where I've been say short tempered or extra irritable because of having to deal with situations in in life that uh, that have been difficult and and there's plenty of times where they're going to continue to come up regardless of how good life is because i feel like life is is wonderful but there's always going to be things that come up there's always going to be things that happen um difficult situations to face and, and even tragic things and loss and um injury and um all kinds of different things so when we're looking at recovery and, and thinking that we're all recovering from something at some point in our lives or in recovery from something, then then I think that that hopefully opens up to where we can view each other with a bit more compassion and a bit more understanding, a bit more empathy that we know what it's like to, to hurt. We know what it's like to have difficulty. We know what it's like to hopefully also have triumph and be able to lend a hand and assist others during those times. And, and that's part of what Recovery Month is about, is, is also celebrating all the people that, that are there, supporting others as they're going through difficult times in life. And whether or not they want to be labeled with a particular disorder, um, you know, some people like to talk about the, the disease of addiction, uh, I think that there's lots of evidence that that points to the the brain disease theory, and at the same time, I think there's plenty of evidence that points to that it it is uh, a situation of impermanence. That it doesn't have to be a lifelong sentence that you are now afflicted with this disease forever. So I, I think there's examples of both, and and the debate could go on forever. Um, for many people who are willing to look at both sides. Some are, are very strong in their convictions one way or the other, and uh, just like they might be on some other topic. And that's okay. They might not ever be convinced that there, that there could be some gray areas there, that there could be some instances where, you know, maybe, maybe these lighter methods aren't enough and somebody does need to go on uh, a series of lifelong medications and treatments and go in and out of treatment and, and constantly battle uh, for sobriety and to, to, to fight for their recovery as a whole. Um, on the flip side, there may be somebody else who, uh, 
initially is told they have to go through all those things and and really they they really need to do other things like uh, potentially change around their personal uh, environments you know get uh, a new set of friends um, change their job or vocation look at maybe uh, some lighter spiritual work or religious practices or eat better, sleep better, exercise more, read more, do something that's fulfilling. So many other things that can produce some of these um, these feel-good moments within our lives that can eventually replace the things that are driving people to have these other experiences that are more difficult. And and it could be a combination of, of treatments and it could be a combination of therapies. And, you know, that's one of the reasons why I think that the, the coaching industry and consulting fields have continued to rapidly expand because for really for every person who needs, quote unquote, professional treatment. And I don't I don't mean that lightly when I say, quote unquote, um, because there are there are many different levels of that as well. But for every person who does need professional treatment, there there are at least as many people who who don't. And can use someone who maybe has really good common sense. Maybe they have a set of tools that they can help them through. Maybe they need some more accountability. Maybe they need, um, you know, a roadmap of, of something to follow that has worked for other people. Maybe they just need support. They need someone who they can check in with and say, you know what, today was tough, but tomorrow's another day. And... And I, I think that that in itself, for people to know that they're not alone, that things can get better, and to keep moving forward is, is really the crux of it. Because if one particular thing isn't working, there's other things that can be tried. And maybe it's not the right time. Maybe one thing you know, would work uh, this year, but, but it wouldn't work two years ago. Or maybe there's a you know, some other factor in life that, that then changes later on and, and they're able to address it easier. Um, there's so many different circumstances that it's impossible to say that everyone fits into a particular category. And that's one of the things that I love finally about, uh, let's say the, the DSM five, the diagnostic and statistic manual of mental disorders is that there are there is recognition of different levels of disorders is something mild moderate or severe and when those symptoms cease to exist then does somebody still qualify as having that disorder i don't know because some sometimes it's just plainly not measurable otherwise or it's based on self-reporting or it's based on you know subjective observed things and other times it's very clear and you can run brain scans and blood tests and, and things that show easily diagnosable evidence. And, um, you know, I, I, I can go on rambling about this because I keep seeing this, but I, I want to come back to the support side of things and the whole reason for this podcast, the support for guys. Uh, because if you look at the statistics regarding, let's say, substance use, uh, the majority of, of certainly the overdoses, the majority of treatment admissions, the majority of criminal behavior all fall on guys. I think it's roughly 70-30 in terms of percentages, about 70%. 
it may be more, maybe less, but I think that's a, a fairly good guess or estimate there. And if we had more of these types of open, open discussions and support for each other to see what else can be out there, what other types of recovery methods might be good, what other types of support is available to assist people uh, from other guys who have been in similar situations, from you know, professionals, uh, from doctors, from coaches, there's, there's so many things. And, and potentially part of the stigma associated with not just having an issue, a diagnosable issue or disorder, but also from the, from the, the macho persona that, that guys often take on of, I don't need help. And so they're, they could potentially be self-medicating heavily in some other way, or the, you know, I've got this, or look how much I can drink, or look how much weed I can smoke, or how much cocaine I can do, or, you know, how many pills I can take, or whatever, that, that there's that element to it, especially early on in your teens and 20s, that, you know, is not, it's not sustainable. And there's, as I'm now in my 40s, and, and people that we know that I went to school with or, or people that, you know, my wife went to school with and, and people are starting to pass away from, from different things in life that are unfathomable at this age. Heart attacks, um, you know, stress-related illnesses of different types or uh, overdoses. Um, there's, there, there's lots of different things that, that need to be addressed in an overall health and wellness and sometimes it's hereditary and things can't be avoided, but, but other times it's more likely a factor of something that somebody needed help with that they didn't get the kind of help they needed. They didn't get a chance to, to continue on their recovery path from whatever it was that was bothering them or that they were having problems or difficulties with. So if you happen to be listening and you are in need of help of something for something whatever it is that you're you're trying to recover from something and having a difficult time or maybe you recognize now that maybe some of the things that you're doing are are harming you or harming others and you would like some assistance there are there are lots of resources out there and uh, one of them is for professional services, for example, for treatment centers and, and of all types of behavioral health um, issues, you can go to SAMHSA.gov. That's the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, S-A-M-H-S-A.gov, and their treatment facility locator. You can go to Psychology Today and find therapists. Uh, I, I have, a, you know, there, there's lots of different coaches. There's there's recovery support groups. There's, there's an endless list of resources, but you have to be willing to ask uh, and, and recognize that, that maybe it is time to be able to get some help. And for all those people who have gotten help, I applaud you. For those who are trying to do it on your own, you don't have to do it alone. For those who help others, thank you. It doesn't have to be a silent thing. I know that there's a trend, certainly, uh, to be anonymous, hence, you know, Alcoholics Anonymous and that type of thing. But the, the recovery community is much larger than one might think. There's a lot of people out there who have had uh, 
difficulties and issues who fit the definition of recovery, who never have talked about it, who've certainly never done so publicly. And, um, you know, the more of us who do at least admit that there had been issues in the past or that there might be something going on now, the more it helps and encourages others to also seek help. So that could be one thing. Uh, go to samsa.gov, their treatment facility locator. Uh, you can also reach out to me at any point in time, and I will do my best to help find resources for you. You can go to lucascatton.com, cattoncommunications.com, and um, send me a note, send a request for help, and, and I'll do my best. I'll do my best to help find some resources for you. And in the meantime, on a less dire or severe level, reach out and just talk to someone. Find a friend that you can be honest with and, and open up. And let's have some real meaningful conversation. And, and maybe, you know, maybe there's something you've been holding on to for a long time that you need to get off your chest. Or maybe you need to resolve an issue or a fight or, or, or something with an old friend. And, and it's time to, to find some um, resolution you know, that, can, that can free up some of that attention or free up some of that, that, that part that's weighing you down either in your heart or your mind. And move forward, keep moving forward. I think that's a mantra is be kind to yourself, be kind to others and keep moving forward. And don't be afraid to, to ask or seek help when you need it. That's it for now. Support for guys podcast. This is Lucas Catton. And until next time, take care. I'm traveling on Man, these roads are long The sky always blue I'm still doing what I've got to Just to get back home